Hello and welcome. I'm Will. And I'm Alicia. This is Enter the Rabbit Hole. Each week we dive into and dissect the weird, the momentous, and the downright interesting. And today we're doing something a little different. Yeah, we are. Um, today we're doing one of our patented side quests. Uh, kind of off the back of our last episode, H is for Highwaymen. Yeah, so after I had looked up all of those Highwaymen... Um, Stories? Uh, yeah, I all I did was search Highwaymen and Goodreads.com, um, and I knew, I knew there would be so many romance novels that would pop up, so... So we decided that we would dive a little bit further, not only into the realm of historical romance, but steamy romance novels in general. And what we're going to do, we're going to read out some of the titles and then attempt to, I guess, extrapolate from that what the stories could possibly be. Yeah, a little bit of uh, romantic improv, if you will. Yeah, but not the kind of romantic improv that you suggest to your lover uh, on your anniversary uh, weekend away. Uh, the kind of romantic improv where two sad people stand in a room and they make fun of other people's hard work. So basically, there's no fursuits involved. No. Well, we don't know that. I mean, I'm not wearing one. Did you bring one? No. Well, I only record in a fursuit uh, because the only thing that makes our recording setup more comfortable for me in like the 30 plus degree heat is when I'm dressed head to toe as a bear. And he just refuses to get out of the costume. Nope, doesn't matter how sweaty the floor gets. It's it's just what I'm comfortable in. Uh, but before we get started, if you're listening, go ahead and follow the show and leave us a review. Good, bad, or ugly, we'd love to hear from you. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> also, <laughs> if you have any ideas for further episodes, please share them with us. You can find us on etrhthepod at gmail.com or at ETRH on social media. Wonderful. All right, so... Seamless. Should we do a rock, paper, scissors for this to see who goes first? Yeah, that'll be real interesting for, for our... the listeners. Yeah. All right, ready? Are we going on rock, rock, paper, scissors, and then, or rock, paper, scissors, show? Rock, paper, scissors, show. Are we okay. doing rock, paper, scissors, or paper, scissors, stone? <laughs> paper, scissors, stone. Paper, scissors, stone. Paper, scissors, stone. Ooh, all right, so it looks like I'm going first. Shit. Is it, no, you didn't want it that way? No, not really, but it's fine. Go okay. Ahead, read. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with a story fittingly called Beautiful Bastard. I, I say fittingly <laughs> just because um, I won the game of Rock, Paper, Scissors, and, and therefore I'm the bastard. So, Beautiful Bastard, what's coming to your head? Um... Maybe like a biker. Okay. So I'm thinking like a... Not, not a great dude? No, because obviously he has to be a bastard, right? That's the whole concept. Um, when you say biker, though, you mean like Hell's Angel as opposed to... No, Tour he's a cyclist. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful cyclist. But he's just an arsehole. Like he's, he's through every single lane. He's not indicating. He's not even wearing a helmet. Yeah, he never wears a helmet, um, but he does wear a lot of Lycra. 
and he looks beautiful. He always, uh, he does that thing where he pops one leg back so you can really see the curve of his butt yeah. in those little lycra shorts. Oh my god, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say they met uh, while he, because he works as um, a bike delivery man, of course. Um, that's his side gig as he's working up to Tour de France. Um, and as he's going on one of his deliveries, he uh, hits our our love interest and uh, she goes flying shopping bags everywhere because she's a shopaholic um yeah and she sees his face and he's breathtaking uh he's beautiful but then he just kind of like flips her off and keeps cycling but she catches um his he's got a personalized uh lycra shirt obviously yeah thus like leaning into the bastard persona Mm -hmm. what what does it say uh it's i was thinking it's like um Maybe a coiled snake on his lower back, kind of like a tramp stamp. Oh, like a like a guy tramp stamp. Yeah, um, and maybe it says, oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. Uh, it it's says, just my attitude to life. <laughs> it says, um, watch out for bikes, fuckers. I don't know. I, I'm not good. I'm not good at improv, which is why I usually have a script. It shows that he is a little bit into pegging. It's just a little arrow pointing down and saying, park your ride here. Oh, that's good. Um, Tickets only. Um, Form form an orderly queue. uh, Something like that. Yeah. Maybe he's got a classic... It's another, like, bike pun. Um, Um, Geared up for fun. Oh, God. Looking for a wheelie good time. Yeah, that's it. That's what he's got. <laughs> Looking yeah. for a wheelie good time. When I'm done with podcasting, I'm going to go work for a local newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a wheel on the back. and But the snake snake comes from his lower back and it's wrapped around the wheel. So he's got like an Ourobora type thing yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's real deep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm Cause starting... he's like super into like mythology and he just feels like it really um, expresses... Like his identity. So we can assume that he's also got some Chinese characters going up his rock hard abs. Well, they're and always rock hard, but of course. He's got like a Celtic tattoo on his upper shoulder, mm-hmm. as well as like a tribal, like a, like a Polynesian tribal tattoo uh, on his other shoulder. Yeah, because he's visited all these places and the people just really accepted him and he just had this really great time. Yeah, so he's a human passport. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm really liking this guy so far. Uh, So this is taken from the book Beautiful Bastard, Beautiful Bastard Number 1 by Christina Lauren. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Christina Lauren. Excellent work, Christina Lauren. Uh, I'm going to give you the first line of the synopsis. An ambitious intern, a perfectionist executive, Mm -hmm. and a whole lot of name-calling. So, I mean, it doesn't say he couldn't ride a bicycle to work. Yeah, we also don't know if he's the intern or the executive yet. Then what was the last line? Uh, and and a whole lot of name calling. I mean, let's be honest. It's a romance novel, so the position of power is always going to the man, and in the real world as well. Um, Which is a shame because a lot of, you know, could be a, a sexy young. Uh, a guys like in a lycra. Yeah, a stronger woman, an older executive. Yeah, but it's not aimed at. It's called beautiful bastards. I'm gonna assume that it's unless they're both. They're both men. Uh, yeah, I'm not, not ruling that out. Um, but let's be honest, it's kind of hard to be like, if you're the bastard intern, you're just going to get fired. Yeah, I mean, 
No, he's such a lovable rogue the way he gets my coffee order wrong every morning and then... Throws it in my face. <laughs> yeah, tells me how he's dipped his balls in my chai latte. Uh, no, you, you would get sacked. Uh, whip smart, hardworking, and on her way to an MBA, Chloe Mills has only one problem. Her boss, Bennett Ryan. Love it. He's exact... He He's exacting... <laughs> Blunt, inconsiderate, and completely irresistible. A beautiful so. bastard. All capitalized. Yeah, obviously we could hear that in <laughs> in the description. Okay. So, I mean, you, you weren't that far off base. So obviously the girl's the intern and the guy is a bit, a bit of a dick. They're always a bit of a dick. They're yeah. always a bit... Oh, okay. Look, if you like romance novels, there's nothing wrong with that. Read a romance novel. But like... There there are a lot of tropes. <laughs> Let's go into some more of those tropes. Bennett has returned to Chicago from France to take a vital role in his family's massive media business. Oh, so he's like Rupert Murdoch's kid, I guess. <laughs> he never expected that the assistant who'd been helping him from abroad was the gorgeous, innocently provocative, completely infuriating creature he now has to see every day. Despite the rumours, he's never been one for a workplace hookup. But Chloe's so tempting, he's willing to bend the rules or outright smash them if it means he can have her all over the office. Surely, like, you've already said bend the rules. You could end it with, like, bend her over. I know, it's (laughs) right there. I I didn't expect the uh, diversion into smash them. (laughs) So the the author went from like a female romance novelist to just like a lad or outright smash them. (laughs) So who's from abroad? She, she, where's this? He, he, I, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, but my understanding is that he. Really dig into this, please. Um. Yeah, so uh, the title role of Bennett, uh, he is returning from Chicago, uh, oh, yeah. to Chicago from C- France. City of love, <laughs> Chicago. Ah, beautiful Chicago. <laughs> the windy ra- city. The romance in the air in uh, Chicago. Uh, shit, Chicago. <laughs> ah, the bells, the deep dish, uh, the women. I don't, maybe the women of Chicago are... Midwestern beauties, I don't know. Of course they are. It's super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so... Uh, shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Unless... Uh, there's a, is there anything else you'd uh, like to comment on our, our beautiful bastard, Mr. Bennett? Nah, I'm over it. Sounds like a poor man's... Yeah. Uh, poor man's Mr. What? Gray. Oh. Yeah. I, sure. Or, or is Christian Gray <laughs> a poor man's Christian Gray? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I got it. All right. Okay. Hit me. All right. Mad, bad, and dangerous in... What do you think the last line there is? An enclosed space. (laughs) This is about prison. (laughs) Uh, Mad, bad, and dangerous in all the right places. It's, um, it it rhymes with mad and bad. Mad, bad, and dangerous (laughs) in... Bad? Let's go to bird. <laughs> oh, I'm sleepy. Time for bird. Bad, bad, and dangerous in. Does it really rhyme, or are they they they're kind of bad? in drag? Is it a drag? Is no, it, it like it, no? It ends with an ad. And dangerous in your dad. 
Is it is it one of those? <laughs> no, it's good, but uh Okay. Uh it's closer to home for you. Mad, bad, and dangerous and plaid. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except we don't call it that. We call it tartan. <laughs> So it's by Suzanne uh, Straight Enoch. Straight away, zero stars. <laughs> Mad, bad, and dangerous and tartan. Okay, doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well, admittedly. More historically accurate. And if you're not reading these for the historical accuracy, why would you be reading them? There's really no reason. I'm doing my thesis statement on these. <laughs> I'm doing my thesis statement in my underwear. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> what do you think uh, Mad, Bad, and Dangerous and Plaid is about? I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark and say it has something to do with Scottish men. <gasps> and the women? I'm also going to take a wild stab in the dark and say that this lady is not from Scotland and she's having a Highland romance while she's a high-flying exec who works 25 hours a day and she's the woman who wants to have it all. But, record scratch, she gets... Booked uh, into like an Airbnb in an old rundown castle. She's She's got to flip this castle <laughs> for the new TLC show, Flip That Castle. And so she's headed to the totally real town of Aberdicky. <laughs> On luck. Mc... McTavish. <laughs> yeah. Where she meets local woodchopper, um, Roddy McCoxman. <laughs> so he makes... Like, he metal. chops wood. Yeah. yeah. That's all he does. Okay. Always shirtless. Uh-huh. He starts off with a shirt on, it's barely on, and then immediately breaks into a sweat. But it's more of a glisten, more of mm -hmm. a sheen, and then... Has to take it off and mop his brow. So he's just chopping wood for the castle that she has to flip? It's a castle. They're notoriously Wooded. poorly insulated. <laughs> they run on wood. You know, like, they've, they've, it's probably got like 89 fireplaces. I'm just saying it doesn't leave a lot of time for romance when he's out all day chopping wood and then he comes back to the castle. Well, we can also infer that he just doesn't... He doesn't masturbate. He's just one of those, like, alpha types who sees, like, jacking off as a sign of weakness. So instead of doing that, he gets out by chopping wood. Yeah, everybody knows that works. Yeah. Okay, so what's their what's their meat cute? Something that you just learned about the other day. Yeah, I didn't know what the word meat cute was, and I now understand the concept, but don't understand why you wouldn't call it a cute meat. But that's another episode. Film industry, notoriously easy to understand. Aha. Uh, -huh. uh, what is their meat cute? She is trying to buy groceries in town. And uh, did I mention that she's from New York City? So she's trying to buy some bagels at the local Greg's. And she's like, can I get some bagels and lots? And they're like, what's that hen? Oh, all I can do is a steak bake. I've got a steak bake, I've got curry bake, I've got a sausage bake, the sausage and bean bakes, real nice. Would you like that, hen? And she's like, I don't know what you're saying. Why do you keep calling me hen? I'm not a chicken. And then we all have a good laugh. Uh, meanwhile, what did I call this guy? Rod Roddy, Roddy, Roddy McCoxman. McCoxman. Roddy McCoxman is coming in 
maybe he's also a farmer. I'm going to say he's also a So he's delivering the milk to Greg's. And they're like, you're right, Roddy. How's the wood chopping going? And he's like, aye, Isabel. It goes well. Anyway, good day to you. And then... So he's got like a mixture of like a Scottish and American accent. He's... I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think our accent is very sexy. So, like, if he it was like, hey, it's about good and good, hey. There, I there fucking are, love chopping. There are other accents than the one you're doing. <laughs> well, I don't know them. Anyway, so, uh, so, and I don't know, like, he turns to leave and they, like, bump into each other. Okay, do you want the, um, the first line? Uh, the tagline is, she used to be mad about him. Okay. She used she used to be mad about him. I don't so like she was stalking him and like taking pictures of him, like going to his house and just sitting in the car outside. And then when she sees him at the window, she like drives off without saying anything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, okay. So or is I... she like the cool kind of like the sexy kind of mad where she's like Facebook stalking him and leaving cryptic uh, cryptic messages, and well, he's just meant to be okay with it. I don't think there's Facebook in this uh, book. Oh, sorry, it's set in Scotland, so... Yeah, so everyone, obviously it's in the past. <laughs> yeah, and uh, even if it's in the present, everyone Nobody lives in Nobody has computers. A, yeah, no, no, no. What's a computer? <laughs> everyone lives in, like, a little croft. All right, side note. Uh, do you remember when we went to the library in your hometown? Okay. And we were trying to get Wi-Fi, and what did they say? <laughs> a side note for our side quest, yes. And this was two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And they said, uh, no, we don't have Wi-Fi at the moment, but we're hoping to get it in next year. You could go to in the... 2019! So, like, you could go to one of the few functioning businesses in in my in the high street in my hometown, like the Costa Coffee, and of course they've got Wi-Fi, or you go to the Starbucks, because we, we don't all live in Crofts, believe it or not, and you can get Wi-Fi. But then you go to the public library, like, the place where... It's like, guys, you're you're trying to stay open, right? Like, you're trying to stay relevant. Where's How? the Wi-Fi? It was like this, like, newfangled invention. Like, The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi, madam. Where? I need to access Google. Google. So they, I don't, who knows? Maybe they've got Wi-Fi now. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Okay, so in Mad, Bad, and Dangerous and Plaid, uh -huh. by New York Times best-selling author Suzanne Enoch, uh, high-spirited Rowena um, Mac Mac Laurie, Mi it, Mick Mac. Where am I looking here? Here, Mac. It's Mac. It's not Mac Laurie. McClory. McClory. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just get rid of all of the babbles. McClory has come to the Highlands after a spectacularly successful debut season in London. So when is when is this set? A debut. Oh, oh. So um, like the Georgian era or like the uh, the Victorian era, mm. like when um, when ladies come of age and then they have to be presented to society. Is it? Yeah, she's quite quite. <laughs> she's she's flowered, don't you know? She's had her period now. <laughs> Yes, and she looks radiant, doesn't she? Despite the blood splotch on her dress. Um, I've got tuberculosis. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> quite, yes, she'll uh, be quite the catch. She, she should be able to pop out a few before she kills over. 
<laughs> well, maybe just one. <laughs> she does cough so prettily, though. Mm. Um, okay, so she uh, she had a wildly successful debut um, and has made it painfully clear that she's outgrown her girlhood obsession with Lachlan McTeer. That's not a name. <laughs> I don't think any of these are going to be real. If you just shove a couple of like and like a, a mick and, a, and the occasional aber and invert in there, then uh, oh, Scottish, yeah. Mm, uh, and that's just fine with him, as he never had any intention of marrying the lass anyway. Yet, how can he ignore the fact that once rough and tumble Winnie has become a very fashionable and incredibly desirable young woman? I'm sorry, did you say her name was Winnie? Her name is Rowena, and then I guess her nickname is Winnie? I can't. I, don't... I can't picture her as anything other than a yellow bear, <laughs> just wearing, or like she's just a normal woman, but she only ever wears like a red t-shirt, no undies, mm-hmm. nothing below the waist. Sexy! What just a way to make your debut! Like fisting a jar of honey and shoving it in her face. Okay, uh, now he's got it bad. Brawny, rugged Lachlan is nothing like the aristocratic English gentleman who pursued Winnie with a passion. In yeah. London. But, but that guy's a away. complete cuck, so forget him. <laughs> yes, he has a massive estate. Yes, he barely has records, but, you know, he's no Lachlan McTeer. Yeah, uh, three months away was more than enough to show her a world infinitely more glamorous than the untamed Scottish Highlands and her beloved childhood crush. But now that she's decided to find a prospective husband... With a bit more polish, could Lachlan finally appreciate her charms? And is it remotely possible to ignore the wild attraction she feels for him? Is this a sequel? Nope. Oh, okay. So this is all this is all set up. Yeah, that's I mean, otherwise your whole romance novel like the first one would be her pining after him for a whole book. Where's the sexy times? Where's the fun? Sure, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I've never written a romantic novel before. We'll get on it. Yeah, maybe after this I will. Looking for some inspo. Looking for some sexy, sexy inspo. So what's your likelihood of uh, reading Mad, Bad, and Dangerous and Plaid? Genuinely? <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Genuinely, z- 0%. 0%. But not... I mean, I just don't, I don't read romantic literature or erotic literature. And I'm not saying that, oh, I wouldn't wouldn't read that stuff because I'm a guy. I just, not for me. It's, I just, it's the suspension of disbelief, you know. How am I meant to buy... That his name is Lachlan. No, I think that is actually... No, that's a real Scottish (laughs) name. I've met more than one Lachlan in my life. But like, how am I meant to buy like any of this stuff? I don't know, but it's an interesting setup, <laughs> and it's. Not. <laughs> I'm trying to be generous. It's um, you know, it's like a bodice ripper, right? Mm. And I think also the Sco- Scottish men are hot right now. I oh, think they're super hot right now. Like off the Scottish back of Scottish men, so hot right now. Off the back of Outlander, mm-hmm. Outlander did. I mean, Scottish guys back home, it's like. You should be thanking that TV show, right? Really, like, Scottish men have not been this hot since, like, 
the first Scots Potter jokes ads where, you know, the dude is wearing a string vest and like a kilt and he's being all brawny. That's the hottest that Scottish men have ever been. Is that like uh, oh, and also this, Sean like, Connery. Fly up or something like that. In yeah, in yeah. one or two of the adverts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not okay nowadays because it like sexualizes. Porridge. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to eat my porridge, but I... my dick is so hard. Ah, oh, this is porridge is so fucking sexy. I'm just trying to get to work. I've jacked off like three <laughs> times this morning already. I've, I'm gonna miss my bus. Stop talking about jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> well, s- stop talking about sexy porridge. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, or like, I, Outlander is probably the sexiest the Scottish men have been since Sean Connery was 007 for the first time. Sure. I That's mean, it, I don't period. find Sean Connery attractive. Well, you know, certain kind of... Maybe you're just not the kind of lady who uh, likes to get... Being smacked in the face? Yeah, to get smacked in the face, but um, yeah, just... All right, well, let's move on to the next one. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so uh, the next story that I've got is uh, Born in Fire. Okay. And then there's a subtitle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do I want the subtitle now, or you want me to... Um, Born in Fire, what are you thinking? Okay, so I've got two options here. One is Firefighters, super hot. The other, Dragons. Also super hot. <laughs> Game of Thrones, thank you very much. Yeah, having sex on the dragon. Yeah, uh, sex on the dragon, sex near the dragon, sex while the dragon's watching, sex while a bunch of dragons are watching, you know? Uh, I'm I, I'm not sure. Let's see where this goes. Book one in the Irish-born trilogy. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, neither. I don't think. Okay. What else could it be? A blacksmith. Okay, but like an Irish blacksmith. Yeah, an Irish. Obviously, an Irish blacksmith. I don't know if she said Irish. Irish-born makes it sound like Irish is like a mythical race of beings. <laughs> She's the last of the Irish born. She is the one like who will take the throne. The last of the Mohicans, but an Irish guy. It's played by Conan O'Brien. Yes. Conan O'Brien is the tribal chief. And then, like, I don't know, Kevin Hart is like, he finds himself at war with a group of Irish peasants, but then lives amongst them and then learns his love of Guinness and potato farls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah. That that's it. I, that's I'm really, that, really, that's I'm, a story. I have you read this before? <laughs> uh this is by Nora Roberts. Also the oh, number one She's super popular in the romance. Oh yeah? In the romance, yeah. In the romance. <laughs> she's she's a big romance. She's a big in the romance lady. Uh also number one New York Times best selling author. Sure, sure. Okay. And then there's a... <laughs> that one I can believe. A lovely picture of her in her garden. Oh, wow. So cute. Yeah. She's wearing a nice little vest. She's got a nice little vest. She's, She's got, got some, some pretty flowers. Some petunias or some geraniums. I don't know. Uh, Margaret Mary. I mean... <laughs> where do you think Margaret where Mary is? Where could she be from? <laughs> oh, wild shot in the dark. Uh, is a girl from the Irish countryside <gasps> with a passion for glass blowing. Damn it! Again. I feel like I was close with the blacksmithing. Yeah, I was born in fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, I just got that. Uh, wow. <laughs> a penchant for temper tantrums. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a thousand dollars down that she is a redhead. Oh, she's from Ireland. There's no other color her hair could be. Yes, but now that I know that she's got a penchant for temper <laughs> tantrums, she must be a redhead. Uh, and a past that has left her wounded. What happens when a parentheses very attractive close parentheses. <laughs> Dublin gallery owner stops by her studio and decides he's interested in helping her career. So I'm so guessing So here's the that... thing. Whenever I think of like a romance novel set in Europe, I just assume it's going to be in the past because people just can't seem to get out of like the whole, oh, there's castles. Yeah. You know, bodice. Sure. Rip it. Rip, rip my bodice. <laughs> rip it now. Rip it real good. Um... I d- and also, people forget, like, that's when people had polio. That's when people had cholera. What What do you think is so sexy about this time period? They bathed once a month. Oh, baby, I'm going to fuck you so good, you're going to forget that you don't have voting rights. Uh, so, no, it would appear as though it's set in the modern day. Would you like to hear a steamy excerpt? Oh, boy, would I. The need to take her was raging, some fatal drug that stabbed into his veins, speeding up his heartbeat and clouding his mind. That's it. Okay, that- oh, alright. Yeah. Are you suspecting more? Uh, no, that's- that's the steamy excerpt. So, uh, yeah, how do you feel about that description? I mean, kind of boring, really. It's just like a glass blower and a gallery owner. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so what? They meet and then they fall in love? Where's- Where's the drama? Where's the dragons? He can put her career on track and take her away from her days of blowing glass. If at some point he does not turn around to her and say, I've got something else you can blow, then I'm not interested. (laughs) The book is worthless. I mean, I'm sure it's in there. 100%. It's definitely, if he doesn't say it, then... She's thinking it. There's definitely a bit where she is, like, making a vase or something, and then he's looking down at her, which is, like, on her knees, like... I don't think (laughs) you should be on your knees in a glass blowing. I I am not an industry (laughs) expert. I missed that episode of... um, How It's Made. How It's Made, yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe she has a special technique. She has her own gallery. She could do her own thing. All right, let's move on to the next one. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so the title for this is Jungle Freakin' Bride by Eve Langley. Langley? Langley. One of those three. One of it. Maybe. <laughs> Something. Or none of those three. Mm-hmm. Jungle Freakin' Bride. Yep. Very important. Uh, G or no G in the word freakin'? Uh, no G, no I. Ah, what? <laughs> you heard me correctly. Jungle Freakin'. Jungle freaking bride. That's correct. Jungle freaking bride. Okay, so are we doing a Tarzan thing here? Presumably, could be. Yeah, and she's a bit of a bit of a freak. Bit of a freak. Wonder if she's a freak in like the nineteen eighties uh, teen movie sense, where it's like she has like an emo haircut. So they're like, where you going, freak? And they like push her up against her locker and, and like, she's take like her the jungle <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be a bride she takes everything out of her locker <laughs> she says to her back she's like i'm getting a flight right now i've had enough of the swirlies 
I'm out of here. Uh, so I yeah, I'm guessing there's some kind of Tarzan set up. Uh, Jungle freaking bride. Where's the freaking? I mean, you could just call it bride. Uh, there's definitely gotta be a moment where uh, an ancillary character is like, "What are you gonna be a jungle bride?" And then she turns and she's like, "I'm gonna be a jungle freaking bride." And then you drop the book <laughs> and you're like, "She said it. She said the thing." Uh, okay, I, I could use a little bit more okay. info. I'll give you the tagline. Warning. Hot, steamy threesomes, chauvinism, and more are running wild in the jungle. Can you handle the heat? Hmm. I feel like, okay, no, regardless of threesomes and how hot chauvinism is, because, mm-hmm. oh boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> sure do you love me some jungle chauvinism. If there's one thing that... Hey, baby, why don't you go ahead and cut that vine? Why don't you move your sweet ass on over there and put up some mosquito nets, huh? Thanks, toots. I would do it, but I'm too busy... Drinking my jungle beer. Too busy watching you work, and also I've I've got a raging fever. (laughs) Also, Uh, I'm pretty sure I have malaria. Yeah, whoa. Uh, But I'm a man, I can handle it. (laughs) One of those, um... Fish from the river swam up my pee-pee. Yeah, but that's okay. It'll just make it bigger for you, baby. I'm in serious pain. You've <laughs> uh, had the nearest hospitals and had three-hour airlift away. Yeah. When you, I'd like to drive me there, but, you know, lady drivers. But seriously, I'm going to pass out. Uh, so regardless of the how hot and steamy the, the threesomes are, I mean, it's the, the, the jungle. So I'm going to assume that everything is just drenched in in dampness. Mm. Yeah. So I really want to push you on the freaking part. What could freaking be? Oh, 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 oh. Does she transform into something? Oh! Ding, oh. ding, ding. <laughs> so good! Now, is she a sexy scientist in the jungle and she's discovered something in some kind of bug that is making her turn into an animal or is it an ancient jungle curse Ooh. well do you want to hear the next part yes okay everyone's heard of the mysterious moon ghost jaguars supposed uh, shape-shifting men who steal women as their brides why did you even put the words moon ghost in there you say jaguars i'm like the shape-shifting men that steal their brides the moon ghost jaguars those jaguars we all know let's not waste the listeners time okay (laughs) so she is the she's the jaguar or i don't think so or the two i'm assuming there's two dudes if there's a hot and steamy threesome yeah they steal women as their brides okay yeah chauvinism Oh, is Jungle that... chauvinism. Oh, is that where the chauvinism part is coming in? Because she's like, no, I won't go willingly. And, yeah. And then sense. kind of like, does I that... I don't think that's chauvinism so much as it is kidnapping. <laughs> I mean, it could be both. <laughs> Why not both? Don't pigeonhole... <laughs> kidna- don't gatekeep chauvinism, all right? If those kidnappers want to be chauvinists, they could do it. What they forgot to mention was that half-naked ripped and... Oh, so delicious. They always came in pairs and turned into really big freaking cats. Again, freaking is uh, with just an N. And it is, it does have an exclamation point. 
if they're saying the word freaking in the synopsis, so now we're off the front page, right? So I think so this you can is write in, whatever you want. I think this is in a series. Okay. Uh, so I think it's like the freaking series. Oh, okay, like a transformation story. Mm. Mm-hmm. But Carly, this is the first time we've actually heard her name. Uh, Carly's not about to let these furry Tarzans. Oh, oh, Tarzans. Oh. Uh, dictate her future, even if they seem to have conquered her body. I, oh God, his name is a cat, but it's a cat, like capital A. I thought you were going to be like, his name is a cat. His name is Felix. Oh no, his name is a cat. Hello, Carly. My name is Whiskers. (laughs) Come with me, you have no choice. (laughs) He's Mr. Fuzzy Tail. And I don't know why he's French. I don't know why (laughs) they're French. French. They're all French. Uh, They're all French. They're French French cats. Uh, A cat didn't think... um, I'm going to pronounce it a cat as opposed to a cat. Didn't think he wanted a mate until he came across the outspoken American with golden hair. They're always blonde. Mm -hmm. Um, Making her his bride is only part of the battle. With the help of his best friend, Chaub? Chaub. So his name is A Cat, <laughs> but then rather than stick with the theme, they're like, and then this guy, Charm. Can he find a way to convince the strong-willed woman to follow the traditions of his tribe? Or will this reluctant jungle bride get her lovers to accept the fact that she'll never be a classic barefoot and pregnant mate? Hey, welcome to the tribe. I'm going to run you through the traditions. Um, First up, we do a lot of anal that's a yeah. that's a tradition here. If you aren't into that, oh boy, we'll be offended. So, yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, tradition number two. <laughs> All right. Should we take a break? <laughs> I think I need to. I'm so hot and steamy <laughs> after hearing about these sexy cats. No, they're freaking cats. These sexy freaking cats. Tm. All right. Let's take a little break. See you soon. Hey, welcome back. All right. Have you got a uh, romance title for me? Sure do. Here's the next one. Once burned. Another burning one, huh? Yeah. Fire. Well, fire is sexy. Is it? Yeah. The wildfires raging through parts of Arizona at the moment. It's like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So hot. Yeah. Just want to cozy up in a motel room and... Yep, nothing like... Have a glass of box wine. When I think about the Earth's changing climate and its devastating future effects on mankind, I just need to excuse myself from the room. All right. Um, I got I a little mean, subtitle for you. Yeah, because otherwise it's just going to be firefighters and dragons again, if I'm okay. being honest. A Night Prince novel. Oh, is it? Is it Night N-I-G-H-T or K-N-I-G-H-T? It's Night with a N. Hmm. A night print. Okay, vampires. It's vampires. Kind of. Okay. Kind of vampires. Um, what I was mean, it? yes, vampires, but there's some other stuff sure, in there sure. as well. Um, what was it called again? 
Once Burned, a Night Prince novel. Okay, so it's... By Janine Frost. Interesting. Frost and Burned. Frost Burned. Oh my god. Well, we don't know that that's her real name, right? She might oh, have I a very conservative family. I 100% assume that it's not her real name. Okay, so it's about a young working woman, and she... Uh, a working woman or a working girl? No, a working woman. Okay, there we go. Uh, there's no underage nonsense, and there's no, 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 no. I didn't mean that kind of work. I, I, I like, know. Oh, Let me finish girl. my sentence. <laughs> and she's not a prostitute. And the, that's your sexy setup. A young, a young lady. <laughs> she's got a job. She's got a steady income. Yeah. You better believe she's paying her taxes. No, because what I'm but saying she's not a sex worker. You be a sex worker if you want to be a sex worker. But it's about a girl who is completely self-reliant. She doesn't need nobody. And her ex is a vampire. So Ah. she used to date a vampire and he kind of like gave her everything. You know? He was like her whole world. And she was completely wrapped up in his... Because I assume he has a castle. All vampires have castles, obviously. Comes with the territory. It's a very harmful stereotype, but okay. Um, she used to rely on him for everything, and then they broke up. And she didn't have anything left. So she built herself from the ground up. And who comes along but another vampire? Ah, like a true blood type, mm. uh, type deal. Is this just a trope of the genre that a lot of the sexy stuff happens off-page? Because that's that's what happened so, with the uh, the bad mad and thank you plaid that one right that you mean like the build up like yeah like all the you know like oh they had a thing but like oh they had a thing before don't yeah, worry I think about like it like a lot of it is like well they had history so that makes them more interesting I don't know like when I, when I read they had history I'm like okay and then they moved on <laughs> right like two healthy normal people they're never should we get back to get no. <laughs> It didn't work the first time. Also, he's toxic and abusive. Yes, his dick is dangerously big. It's in the title of the book. But go with a nicer man with a medium or a smaller than average size penis. But he's got a good income. And And he he treats treats you right. right. Wow. Uh, An accident left Layla with a scarred body and a magical power. What's her magical power? Ooh. Um, fire? Ice. She can read minds. The ability to read a person's deepest secret just by... Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Haven't seen you that happy in months. Uh, the... the, uh, (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, yes. (laughs) Good job. The ability to read a person's deepest secret just by touching them. Because you would have to, really. Yeah, you know, when you've got third degree burns all over your body, the the only thing you want to do is touch things. Yes, and have other people touch you. Uh, She deals with what she considers to be a curse by keeping to herself until she's kidnapped by evil creatures. Do you think she's, like, completely wrapped in bandages, like um, the Invisible Man? And she just wears, like, a pair of glasses. Yeah. And, and the, once burned, an erotic mummy novella. Ooh. Part of the Tutankhamun saga. <laughs> uh, no, the Nefertiti saga, obviously. Oh, I'm, but it's I'm Nefertiti sorry. saga. Part of the Nefertiti saga. 
Is she wrapped in bandages? I don't... Are bandages sexy? Can bandages ever be sexy? If yeah, when... Okay, so there are two things when bandages can be sexy. One, when a hunky guy wraps them around his uh, wrists because he does hand... Like, he, he does boxing or something like that. Super sexy. Super sexy. Protecting uh, those joints. Two, someone is injured and you have to wrap them in bandages. Yeah. Sensuously. And Sensually. They do, they do that thing where when they were blown up in the explosion, didn't flinch. No. But the minute that, <sighs> yeah, a little bit of iodine goes in that head wound. Is that hydrogen peroxide? Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is going to sting. How sexy would it be if it was like, okay, hold still. This is going to sting. Owie! Owie! <laughs> mommy! Owie, no! Like, oh. oh. Stop. <laughs> I know you just rescued me from those drug dealers, but I, uh, no, I don't think this is going to happen. No, I do it. No, baby, it's okay. Just do it again. Ooh, ow, no, why did you do that? No. Uh, she's kidnapped by evil creatures and has to call out telepathically to the world's most dangerous vampire for help. Is he your ex? Because then I'm like two for two. I do not have information mm. on whether uh, he is her ex. I'm gonna guess that. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess no. Damn. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe she's like loosely. Uh, I don't know. It like they're acquaintances. Uh-huh. Maybe they're acquainted. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. It doesn't count then. It's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Here's your steamy excerpt. Mm. I stretched out my hands as if to ward him off. Not yet. I want to know what your endgame is first. Another flash of teeth, this time showing his fangs, to have you screaming my name within the hour. Sexy. Yeah. I mean, because the only time you would scream a person's name would be during sex. Or Or they're trying to murder you. (laughs) During enhanced interrogation techniques. What are you doing? Um... Yeah, so that, uh, that's once burned. Would you read it? 100% no. 100% no. So, yeah, I think, like, everybody goes through, like, a vampire stage, you know? Like, uh, you know, I think that's part of growing up. Um, Still going through mine. <laughs> I think, like... Podcasting's it, real hard when you got fake teeth in the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's tough. You really do have a lisp. Um, yeah. I think when, maybe, like, ten years ago, vampires were, like, not super overdone... Mm-hmm. And there was like, there's a series called, um, not True Blood, uh, Blood Ties or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there was a vampire in there who's pretty sexy. I was like, yeah, you know, that's kind of hot. But now it's like, and also, he's a vampire. And also, he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I'm going to stick with like what we do in the shadows kind of style vampires. Because mm-hmm. I think like, I'm just not into the whole like, I have no emotions, but I'm super hot. I mean, they are overdone, but arguably they're also the sexiest of the, the... undead. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's say supernatural creatures. The catalog of the universal monster universe, mm. the dark universe. All right. What are our other options here? We've got werewolves. The werewolves wolf can man, be hot. The mummy. Not hot. Uh, Certified not hot. I mean, the the mummy from the latest Tom Cruise vehicle, the mummy. She was. Didn't watch it. She's kind of, she's kind of hot. The mummy from in a very scary the way. real mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. Okay, not bad. I'm the guy that looks though. like Billy Zane, but then I was yeah. crushed to find out it wasn't Billy Zane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, he's okay. 
He's a very bold, very smooth man. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Look, if I have a choice between, like, Brendan Fraser and The Mummy or The Mummy, I'm going for Brendan Fraser, but... Yes, although a la- an earlier Brendan Fraser... I said in The Mummy. Brendan yeah. Fraser in The Mummy. There's nothing wrong with Brendan Fraser now. He's a great guy. But he seems he's... like he's got a topper of a personality. I'd love to have a pint with him. He's just a little out of my age range. <laughs> yeah, and as we discovered, like, filming those movies just destroyed his body and I think put him on, uh, put him on track to kind of... You know. Yeah, it really effed up his life, let's be honest. Okay, yeah. so uh, what All other right. uh, super supernatural monsters are sexy? The swamp thing? Yeah, super sexy. Certified mm. sexy. Nothing sweet. <laughs> We're back to uh, the uh, freaking jungle freaking bride. Uh-huh. Yeah, nothing sexier than Any kind of shapeshifters, I think, are um, certified sexy. Mm-hmm. Boom. Stamp of approval. <laughs> certified sexy. For your pleasure. <laughs> Grade A. Grade A sexy. Mm. Um, Frankenstein's monster. I mean, uh, it's just, I don't, he's just a bunch <laughs> of, di- he's just a bunch of different body parts with rage issues. And I feel bad for saying that because all he wants is to be loved and accepted. But, you know. I mean, in the book, arguably, he's very intelligent. Yes, yes, and it's, he, you know, the greatest tragedy of them all is that humans are the real monsters because he's spurned by society. That's what, you know. Hot. <laughs> Nothing hotter <laughs> than being spurned by society. That's hot. Uh, really sexy supernatural creatures that aren't... Fair- fairies? Uh, yeah, if I could take that concept seriously, surely... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Vampires and werewolves I can take more seriously than I can. What about sexy, shape-shifting aliens? Ugh. I don't know. I just can't find alien sexy. Speaking of which. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. How to Lose an Extraterrestrial in 10 Days by Susan so, Grant. Okay, so it's right... So she's related to you. Ah, my namesake. Um... So it's right there in the title. But she doesn't... She doesn't want to be with this alien. You tell me. So... This alien's showing up at her house every night, abducting her, probing her. She's waking up with strange marks that aren't herpes. And, you know, now she's got, like... Every time she goes through a metal detector, stuff's going on because of all these implants he keeps shoving in her body. And she's like, you know what? You were fun. Uh, turned out we liked all the same films, and you know we laugh at the same stuff. And I get, I guess you know your family's from like Glorpack Seven. My family's from like Glasgow. But turns out we had a very similar upbringing, and that was nice. But you gotta start like I told you to ease off, and you're still like showing up in like a bright beam of light every night and I'm like paralyzed in the bed and I'm like please Glaxo don't do this and then you're still like abducting me and it's just it's a bit much and I can't even get a restraining order because no courts the international jurisdiction doesn't reach that far yes and you know the federation of planets isn't a thing yet so I'm just gonna have to ask you to back off and, and try and respect that okay what do you think she does as a job uh is she, is she FBI? I mean, my brain's immediately going to the X-Files. Uh-huh. And she's, I mean, 
if you want to talk sexy aliens, Gillian Anderson in the, <laughs> the X Files. I mean, wow. But is she an alien? No, but okay. she gets like abducted by aliens and stuff like that. She's tangentially linked to aliens, to aliens. Yeah, who okay. aren't sexy. But uh, okay, well, yeah. um, here's the first paragraph. His internal computers are offline. His former employers want him dead, and the men in black are after him. Without his cyber powers, Reef is as weak as a lowly earthling. He's tried to kill every human he's met. So why on earth would they help him? Yeah, think, yeah, that's a good question. And if he has Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones on his tail, he's in real hot water. Oh yeah, there's no, there's no getting out of that. You turn into a giant cockroach and it wouldn't help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, you want the next? He's got internal computers, so also he's a sexy robot. Well, he does have cyber powers, so... Oh, cyber powers. Like, uh, the power to hack into ATMs and you get all that cash money, you can make it rain at the club. I'm in. Or hack into someone's Facebook and just mess with their photos a little bit. Yeah, change it to in a relationship. And she's like, oh my god, I guess we're dating. <laughs> Glorpo. His name's Reef. <laughs> Reef. <laughs> Okay. His name's Reef. <laughs> yep, like a coral reef. Nothing sexier than the coral reef that's dying life. because of climate change, and now I'm back on sexy climate change. I've got to excuse myself. Evie Holloway needs a hold on. Evie Holloway needs a bodyguard. There's an exclamation point. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> she really does. She's gonna fucking die. Her fledgling chocolate business is mistaken as a money laundering scheme for the mob, and bullets have started flying. <laughs> what, what? what a mishmash of genres we've How got did going this on. Happen? Oh yeah. But I feel like How did we get here? Well, I feel like there there is a subgenre of like sexy chocolatier. Or, like, sexy... Cake shop owner, like, cupcake yes, owner. Yes, like... yes, yes. And then you're doing it, and you're, like, covered in frosting. Then you got yeast oh, infection. Oh, hold on. There's more. But the but does the suburban soccer mom really want to shelter the alien hitman who almost off her, offed her future brother-in-law? There's so much going on here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So he... So Reef is the hitman? He's an alien hitman. Obviously. With cyber powers. Yeah. She needs a bodyguard because... The mob, her her business is mistaken as a money laundering scheme for the mob. Yes. She's also a suburban soccer mom. Obviously. And the alien hitman almost killed her future brother-in-law, so she also has a fiancé. Hmm. Oh, that's so taboo. I mean, I, I, you know, I get it. Whenever I see, like, when somebody is like, Oh, uh, I got you, like, a Cadbury's cream egg. I'm like, no, thank you. Don't you know that Cadbury's are a front for the Napoli... Napoli... Don't you know that Cadbury's is a front for the Neapolitan mafia? Just think about it. Follow the money. Um, so she's desperate and Reef is incredibly sexy. Ten days, she tells him. But it turns out that ten days might just be long enough to spark a love that's truly out of this world. Oh, no. <laughs> no. What? No. I mean, you had me right up at... I was... I was... Shut okay, up look, and take my money. On board for the cyberpowers. I was on board for the alien. I was on board for the mob. I was on board for the soccer mom. Because I'm super into soccer moms. But... Do you think he has a cybernetic penis? Like, in, in that episode of Rick and Morty where they want to give Jerry a new penis? 
I don't think the whole thing is, but I think he's got internal computers that make it basically a dildo. Yeah. He definitely has some sensors he's got where some he's vibrations. like, I can tell you about to orgasm. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, but I'm scanning your body and I can tell you're on the brink of orgasm. And she's like, oh, stop it, Rafe. Stop your dirty talk. And he's like, zero, one, one, zero, one, 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 zero, 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 one, one, one. She's like, oh, baby, say it again. Zero, one, one, zero, one. All right. Well, um, yeah, that's uh, how to lose an extraterrestrial on Sundays. Is she trying to lose him or get... I am still unclear. I've... Doesn't she want him because... Yeah, but he almost killed her future brother-in-law. And she has a fiancé, so why would she want the sexy alien hitman? I feel like the author, like, completely tied herself into something, 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 lose in ten days. And then she was like, well... Sure, isn't that... That's the title of the movie. How to lose a guy yeah. in ten days. Yeah. Wonderful rom-com uh, adventure with Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey in an earlier McConaughey. point. McConaughey? <laughs> how are you... You said McConaughey. <laughs> well, how do you say it? McConaughey. Yeah, that fella. All right, all right, all right. That guy, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, definitely go and stream it right now. All right, I'm going to find another one for you. All right, you all set? Hit me. Here we go. Mystery Man by Kristen Ashley. Okay, is this like, um, what was that movie a while ago that was like the Mystery Men? It was like all really, Mystery Men? really shit superheroes. Oh, you think it's... Oh, so he's like a, kind of a B-lister superhero. Superhero, yeah. Okay, that's an interesting concept. Uh, it's not that. I'll give you the subtitle. Dream Man series number one. Okay, so he lives in her dreams. He's like a dream god. No, he's created <laughs> in her dreams. And then he comes to life one day. And she's dreaming about him. And she's like, oh, I just can't find love. But there's this perfect guy that I always dream about. Mm -hmm. And he's just perfect for me. And then she bumps into a guy one day and she looks up at him. And oh, my God, it's him. Yes. It's her dream man. Yeah. Uh, and he's been like almost like on a molecular level designed to be like her perfect Sure, it's guy. everything she's ever wanted, but she starts having nightmares. Yeah, so then comes her sexy nightmare man. He's scary. He's made of spiders for some reason, <laughs> but she's kind of into it. And he's giving her that exam for high school that she just didn't study for. And she's naked. Oh my God. But it's Yeah, but sexy. it's in a sexy way. Yeah. And all her family are there and they're trying to get her to fill in her tax records. And the sexy nightmare man is saying, you'd better do it now, baby. I need to do my taxes. Oh yeah, you do need to do your taxes. <laughs> Should we stop the podcast right now so you can... Yeah, I gotta... Excuse me, guys. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed it, guys. Uh, Alicia's gonna do this so she doesn't get... Uh, get uh, put in prison. Yeah. Uh, no, this is more important okay, than that. back to Sexy Spiders. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's like a... It's a classic Nightmare Man versus Dream Boy scenario. Dayman versus Nightman. Yeah. Nightman. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, one played by Charlie Day. The other by the other guy and... It's always sunny. Oh my god, I feel really bad about this because <laughs> I really like his character, the guy who plays Mac. That guy. Yep. 
So it's the two of them. If you had to choose between Charlie Day and the fellow who plays Mac, which one would you choose? I mean, I've seen Charlie Day in more things, and, you know, I like my funny guys, so probably Charlie Day. He's a, he's a smaller, more compact gentleman. But it's fine for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't need me a tall boy. <laughs> I'm pretty short. Alicia reached up and <laughs> tapped the top of my head in something that made me feel very tall, but also very tiny at the same time. It's my specialty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're short like me, you gotta you gotta bring them down to your size. Find your sweet spot. Uh, so Charlie Day for you. Not even when uh, he did that like. Look, I'm not gonna deny that Mac is super hot, both fat and ripped. <laughs> <laughs> you like a big. You like a bulky. Yeah. Either way, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just I like him funny. Yeah. Also, you would have to live without carbs. 100% never going to happen. No. Never in my entire life. Sh- Even if a doctor tells me, if you keep eating carbs, you will die tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm going to eat all the carbs then. It's actually been really difficult for me to edit the podcast around you. Shoveling snacking, snacking on carbs Lasagna-laden tortilla chips into your face. Uh, it's really it's the difficult perfect dip. to get the crunch out of the, the background audio. Uh, but somehow we work around it. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Mystery Man by Kristen Ashley. So, <clears throat> Gwendolyn Kidd has been sleeping with her dream man every night for over a year, and it would be perfect except for the fact that, A... He's not real? He only shows up in her room <laughs> in the middle of the night, and B, she doesn't even know his name. And then maybe he's got, like, just a really, like, a duff name. <laughs> Marvin! <laughs> Who are you, sexy mystery man? Dale. Okay. Marvin Dale. Yeah, no, I'm going to lock my doors and windows from now on. But I'm in your dreams. When you turn to old Greg. I'm old Dale. Oh, my goodness. That's for our British millennial listeners. Uh, When she finds herself mixed up in with the dangerous antics of a local motorcycle gang, her mystery man decides he has to woo her for real. Instead of just sneaking into her house and... (laughs) I've been coming over to your house and dicking you in the middle of the night every night for a month, but now I should probably put the effort in... (laughs) Now I'm going to take things seriously, and I guess uh, we're going to subscribe for a Netflix account together. I'm going to give oh, you the password. God, so much effort. Yeah, uh, I get, I've uh, had a key copied fair, for you. it's my mom's Netflix account, so. Yes, thank you, Wendy. <laughs> uh, and she has to decide if she's even interested after all. I don't really... I don't. I don't get where uh, the biker gang comes in. No, I mean it's it's a it's an erotic novel. Of course, there's a biker gang. Uh, you know, just a bunch of like lycra-clad cyclists who you know just like hitting people off the road. Yeah, just smacking the palm of their hands with Mailboxes. chains and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, like the state of the French countryside every year after the Tour de France, like tire fires everywhere and. Can you imagine, like, a bunch of, uh, like, cyclists, like, athletes doing that thing where they um, just, like, do wheelies around, like, a burning dumpster fire, (laughs) but they're on push bikes? 
I mean, yeah, I can if they're, like, BMX kids, you know? And, like, you know in, like, the early 2000s when they tried to make, like, BMX kids look, like, scary? I mean, they can be. Oh, no. You come down to my neighborhood, they can be. (laughs) Sometimes they push you off your bike. We need to... It's gonna be okay. (laughs) We'll be back, guys. Okay. Uh, Steamy excerpt. I felt a warm hand on the skin of my lower back. I twisted my neck. (laughs) Looked up and there he was. I held my breath. And he asked, you coming or what? (laughs) That was it. That was his pickup line. You coming or what? I went. Wow. I I came. (laughs) I conquered. Can you imagine if... uh, my opening gambit to you had been you coming or what? Yeah, which is uh, funny because you didn't have an opening gambit to me. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, like, hi, I'm Will. <laughs> hi. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, this is me. Sorry. Uh, when I first met Will, uh, he was coming up the hill to uh, my place to pick me up with a bunch of other people in China, and his e-bike ran out of charge, so he had to pedal it up the hill, but he's clearly too big for the e-bike. You lived at the top of a hill, and yeah, this thing held, like, an hour's worth of charge, and I, had like, hadn't charged it up that morning. So, yeah, I think I, I uh, was coming over with, like, one or two other people who were on, like, a fully charged e-bike, <laughs> so they had been chatting to you for, like, five minutes, and then I... Crested the eh, hill Hi. <laughs> My name's Will. Nice to be here. You coming or what? <laughs> and you went. To work. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think of this, this whole deal? Well, I like my version a lot better. Where, the, the uh... Dream, the dream man. And... Definitely, I mean, that's a lot sexier than, I don't, I still don't know. He's just breaking and entering and then, you know, like... I'm still not 100% clear here if this man is actually tangible, like like a physical entity, or if he uh, exists. I mean, this could be a woman who has some very erotic split personality disorder. Some erotic schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing sexier than something that's been uh, classified in the DSM. Uh, right. Speaking of sexy mental health issues should we take a break (laughs) absolutely all right let's do it Uh, hi. That was that was a novel welcome. <laughs> Why not? Um, so, are you ready for your next title? Yeah. Off the back of that, I just want to say a real brief thank you to like our international listeners. We've had a couple, haven't we? Mm, some from Germany, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, a couple from Turkey. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that was. Keep listening, guys. Thank you so much for your attention. All right. Yeah. Give me. Give me that. Next steamy, steamy title. All right. Barefoot, pregnant, 
And a double knot spy. A double knot spy? Like K and like K or N? K, K knot. So like. Like a tie, like a tied knot. Is that an expression? Like I don't know. <laughs> like, he's got double O status. Well, he's got double knot status. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is part of the Barefoot and Pregnant uh, series by Madison McCall. It's got a question mark. Like, Madison McCall? Question mark? Like, she doesn't no, know no, her no. name? Barefoot and Pregnant? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not a great situation. If you are pregnant, you want to have... You, you want to have, like your shit together you know you want to make sure like you've got a bassinet you've got uh your oh i'm such a terrible adult uh you've got the thing <laughs> the bottles for the milk yeah and then a thing to like mobile yeah sanitize that you got to uh-huh. heat it up to a certain temperature um maybe the the suction cups mm-hmm. for the, the pumping for for pumping for a pump and dump um yeah and and then you tell me like you don't even have shoes oh my god so you know, like barefoot and pregnant is like a fi- like that's a that's a phrase. No, I'm pretty sure it's like a like oh it's just so beautiful and carefree like she's barefoot and pregnant like what like who? <laughs> I think it's the same so, as like someone, she's glowing kind of. Someone is like beautiful and carefree. They've got, not got care in the world. They they're so carefree that they're pregnant. I'm pregnant with my lack of responsibilities. Barefoot and pregnant is a figure of speech most commonly associated with the idea that women should not work outside the home and should have many children during their reproductive years. Oh okay. my god. That's my bad. It's uh, completely different than what I thought it was. She's glowing. <laughs> now get back in the fucking kitchen. Glow next to the oven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's about taking away her um her shoes so she can't run away. I mean, that's that's that makes a lot of sense now. Oh, and and so this is sexy. Barefoot and pregnant and a double knot spy. Yep. Okay. Oof. Uh, there's a lot going on there. So she's like a deep, deep, deep cover agent <laughs> because she's pretending to be like a 17-year-old girl who has been married off to, to a, a 40-year-old man. Yeah. Who already has like a whole bunch of sister wives and she's just the latest one to join that lineup and uh but she's actually a russian sleeper agent who's trying to infiltrate this ultra conservative religious group that are living out of their bunker somewhere in the colorado mountains yeah that's it 100 percent. oh wow okay all right hear the actual (laughs) i get uh yeah whatever after American agent Matt Powers is seriously wounded while on a dangerous mission... Serious wound for a serious name. Serious man. He is told that he will never walk again and will be confined to a wheelchair for the rest of his life. That's that's crap. That's not However, good. his boss, friend, and handler, Zach, offers him an alternative and a chance to have a new life if he's willing to consider having his mind transferred to a new body. So that's how (laughs) terrible being in a wheelchair is. You don't even deserve to live that way. You should just have your mind transferred to a new body. Yeah, no, that's a great trope uh, that's present throughout media where if you are in any way disabled or differently abled that you're, you know, 
Yeah, basically, and you are less than. Um, does this different body happen to be young, sexy, and nubile? Indeed it is! And 100% more female? Upon waking, he finds out that the new body he was promised was unavailable, and in a last-ditch effort to save his life, the only alternative was to put him in the only other body available, which was that of an attractive, young, blonde female. Oh my god, where am I? Is this a KGB torture cell again? Have I been taken by the Iranians? Oh my god. Are these breasts? Did what? they did they give me a boob job while I was under? God damn it. Is this Massad? Did Massad give me these perky tits and these tiny rosebud nipples? God damn it. I've seen some sick shit in my time, but Oh, God. This really takes the cake. Well, Matt. Yeah. Now, Maddie uh, begins training with Dr. Jill Lindstrom on how to live and act as a woman and how to function as a female agent in the world of espionage. Jill and Maddie are soon paired up and off to Texas where they will attend a cybersecurity conference, attempt to make contact with those potentially responsible for the nation's latest election scandal, and save the Western world as we know it. This steamy romantic comedy with a great ending will have you rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, it's a comedy. It sure is. <laughs> oh, obviously. Uh, ooh, of the funny setup, obviously. It's a gender swap. swap. He's doing a Freaky Friday. Maybe. Maybe the ending is that he goes back to his own body and realizes that he can live a full life as himself in a wheelchair. I don't think that's the <laughs> ending. That is... An ending, that's a good idea, but I don't think, for some reason, that's the direction that they're going to go in. Um, I think there's a lot of, we've got to save the president, for God's sake, we've only got eight hours. Also, I have a vagina. <laughs> now, which cocktail dress am I going to wear? I don't have anything to match my shoes. Yeah, this is... um for sure gonna be like a comedy movie in the vein of like um what's her name like melissa is it melissa mccarthy like the melissa joan hart no no <laughs> the um the woman who's done who does like a lot like she was in bridesmaids and like the oh spy and, like... Yeah, yeah yeah okay slapstick yeah. wacky yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of being like kind of body positive and empowering it's gonna be like How do dames even walk? I've got to wiggle my ass or some shit. I can't believe I assassinated the president of Venezuela and now I'm doing this. Yeah, he's got like platform heels on. (laughs) I know how to kill a man with my bare hands, but I don't know how to walk in heels. In a pencil skirt. (laughs) God, it's so hard being a woman. Oh my God, it's so hard being a woman. I That's get it. it now. I should be less of a piece of shit. <laughs> Moral learned. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now I just need to get the launch coats and I'll be fully self-actualized. Right. Well, do you have one more and then we can do some uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, sure do. This next one I chose based on the title alone. Prime package. <laughs> Okay, so it's a Prime, like, Amazon Prime delivery man? Either that or some Prime cuts of meat. 
Or both. You can get a lot of stuff delivered on Amazon yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's an Amazon delivery man who delivers prime cuts of meat. And also, his dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's nothing sexier than working for Amazon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One bathroom in the whole warehouse. Mm, monitored bathroom <laughs> breaks. Take it out of your pay if you're a minute late. No unionization. Oh, yeah. Sexy. Faceless cog in the machine. Uh, so this is Prime Package by Blair Cox, C-O-X, before, before you get any ideas. It is C-O-X. It, it is C-O-X. Really C-O-X. Okay. Yeah. Prime Package by Blair Cox. Overnight delivery will never be the same. Okay. So, I'm trying to think of anything but Delivery Man. But I, I've got nothing. I mean, you got it right the first time. I'm just trying to string this thing along. Okay, fair enough. Disillusioned with her boring routine and non-existent love life, math teacher Misha Bennett decide. Oh, we've got another Bennett. Bennett must be a really sexy name. Super sexy. Mm, Bennett. Math teacher Misha Bennett decides to do something about it. On a whim, she orders the Velveteen, one of the most raved about sex toys on the market. What she doesn't expect is for the sexy toy company to fail to use discreet packaging, creating the perfect opportunity for a smoldering man in his prime to discover exactly what's inside. Oh my god, you have a sex life. You're an adult woman, and you're ordering something for yourself. Wow. <laughs> you're a woman who has a sexual life, therefore, I should have sex with you. <laughs> You can't enjoy sex on your own. It must be with me, the hunky delivery man. You're into that, right? Sure you are. Um, also, I, if this is like the the best toy in the market, right? Like every housewife's buying it, everyone's raving about it. And then the company that makes it like drops the ball in terms of like putting it into some plain brown packaging. I mean, that's a, that's a big fuck up. You yeah, shouldn't be ashamed a, about what you're buying. Certainly not, but if you were expecting, like, say... Discreet know, packaging. Discreet, yeah, say that's the selling point of the company. And, like, maybe, you know, maybe you got a bunch of roommates, or maybe, you know, you still live with your parents. Um, maybe you're, like, barefoot and pregnant, and you're living in a house with, like, 16 siblings or sister wives, and you just ordered, like, the Black Mamba, you know, Vagina Buster 2000 is a real thing and you're like well i want to keep that in the down low and then it shows up with like bells and whistles maybe you just don't want a uh, creepy pervert delivery men to uh know what you're getting and be like oh yeah yeah you like that you need someone to take care of you for you no i obviously don't because i just bought the black mamba let's let's hear a little bit about this delivery driver mm. shall we when park ranger keith summers <laughs> Takes a side gig as a delivery man to pay the bills. Ooh, nothing, nothing sexier than trying to make ends meet. Park ranger can't pay the bills. Yeah. Our government doesn't pay them enough. Mm. So I've got a chronic condition that isn't covered by my medical insurance. How will I make it work? 
become a delivery yeah, driver, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we know that already. The last thing he expects is for super fast romance to happen when his dream woman opens the door to sign for her perfect package. Finding himself intrigued and unable to let it go, Reed. You should let it go. Finding himself feeling kind of creepy. Finding himself intrigued and unable to let it go, he is determined to show her that he has a prime package of his own. Oh, God. I mean, he's he's a delivery driver, so he's probably got a van full. Oh, okay. All right. And he will do whatever it takes to make her hottest dreams come true. I have a package, too. It's but it's bear, for your neighbor, so... It's a pair of gloves. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you buy gloves? No. No, just a... Your gardening gloves. Just a sex toy for you to explore your body. Okay, well, this is probably for someone else then. It was really nice meeting you. Okay, bye. Per uh, Keith. All right, well, um... Will there... Oh, hey, sorry. Hey, so hey, there's a, there's a question mark over this. Will their racy romance begin and end at the doorstep, or will she open the door to a love that lasts forever? If someone starts your romance by already knowing where you live, and you don't know them, like, you know, you're not friends already, or they're like, I don't know, sexy roommate, that kind of situation, and they know where you live, 100% get out. Like... <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I don't know, that feels it's like a very low bar. It's like, um... When, like when, when you're going d- on a date and a guy's like, so where do you live? And you're like, eh, should that be your first question? Really? Mm-hmm. Not into it. You've been hit on by delivery drivers a couple of times, right? You've uh, Have you not had like the, oh, you are so beautiful. Oh, well, yeah, in China. I, th- I thought you had it in Taiwan as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess two weeks ago. No, a week ago I had, but that wasn't, I don't know. It didn't feel... It didn't feel great, but it didn't feel, like, super creepy. He was just like, oh, like, oh, you're, you're so pretty. And I was like, okay, thank you. I just want my coffee. Okay, bye. I'm just, I'm starving. Like, I am super, you know what? Like, I, I'm just gonna, thanks. Thanks, though. Pardon me. Um, yeah. Don't... I didn't want to cook today because I feel like shit. And that's why I ordered a bunch of comfort food. But th- thank you. Um. No, there, there are worse ones, like, uh... I've had a couple times, you're so pretty, can I take a picture of you? Mm-hmm. Um, it's my birthday. When I said no, he was like, it's my birthday. And I was oh, like, come on, baby, it's my birthday. It's my birthday, so I deserve a picture with you. Yeah, I'm entitled. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just people, people can be creepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's anyway. why we stay at home. Mm-hmm. Never go out. So I've got two uh, honorable mentions. I'll just go through them. Kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Emily's Magical Bejeweled Codpiece by B. Snow. It's Emily's Codpiece. Yeah, but Emily is short for Emilio. What? Yeah. I mean, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, it's your name, but um, just not where... Have you met my friend Emily? Like, that that blonde woman over there? No, 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 no. Like, the six foot seven bodybuilder, Emily. Well, it's... So, it's... uh. It's two men. So Tom, museum creator, curator and expert in Renaissance jewelry, doesn't think his boyfriend Peter is the one. Peter is perfectly happy with Tom, but Tom is obsessed with the artist Benedetto Emilio Nischi? Now there's a sexy name. Exciting, passionate, extraordinarily talented, and dead for over 400 years. 
Tasked with researching a bejeweled codpiece, Tom abandons his professional ethics and his sanity to try on the codpiece and is transported halfway around the world and back in time, right into Florence, Italy, and Neshke's workroom. After his initial panic subsides, Tom seizes the opportunity to allow Neshke to seduce him. But Tom discovers that not everything about the 16th century is romantic as he imagined. Oh yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm 30. I'm probably going to die in two years' time. Yeah, I just gave you syphilis. Getting back to the modern world and Peter becomes Tom's only wish. But desire and reality are two completely different things. And Tom might not get what he wants this time around. Sucks for Tom. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard stories of the renaissance period i'm like ooh, sexy gotta get me some renaissance ladies i mean yeah it could be sexy but and only if you don't think about it too deeply the minute in terms of like modern day hygiene i'm sure it was fine when you were there but the minute that i'm like what did they do for deodorant and they're like what deodorant i'm like no thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh they shoved a bunch of dried flowers in a hanky and then stuffed it down their pants Oh, mm. why do you think women used fresh bouquets of flowers while they were coming down the aisle to hide their scent? <laughs> uh, oh God. Okay, yeah. um, I've got uh, another honorable mention: hedging his bets. I just want a quick. What do you hedge what? fund manager? Mm, uh, good guess. But Sexy Wall Street. Nope. No. Um, he's a. He's a gambling addict. He literally can't live without putting fat stacks down on the ponies or the games. The matter, cause he he's an actual addict. Okay. Ooh. Think um think more supernatural. Hedging his bets and it's supernatural. It's uh he's a sexy He's a, he's a, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I've ever said sexy more in my life than before we started recording this episode. He's a sexy, it's a sexy laptop. It's a sexy microphone. It's a sexy, he's a sexy vampire who's also a gambling addict. He's a sexy. It's in the title. Edging. He's a tree? He's an actual, he's like Swamp Thing? He's a sexy werehedgehog. Come again? <laughs> Don't mind if I do. He's a sexy were hedgehog. He's. <laughs> oh my god, is that a full moon? <laughs> and then he just rolls into a ball. <laughs> I have a desire for cat food and a bowl of milk. <laughs> where are your hedges? <laughs> and then he just w- <laughs> He wakes up in like a pile of leaves as somebody's. Like, set fire to... Hey, guys, uh, right about uh, autumn time, just remember, if you are piling up all the leaves in your garden, remember, hedgehogs sometimes like to creep into there and uh, hibernate there. So check check your piles of leaves before you set fire to them. Mm. Okay? All right? Or it could be a disheveled, sexy were-hedgehog in there. <laughs> that would be... That'd be great for A you, bit of a pickle. I? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. That's where the story kicks off, right? Uh, well, Honey loves running her bar and grill, catering to humans and shifters alike. But there are two things that dim her love of the place. 
cocky assholes who think they own the place, and cocky assholes who think they can flex their muscles and wreck her bra while throwing temper tantrums. But those are, like, two distinct groups? Yeah, apparently. Um, unfortunately, the drop-dead, gorgeous, hotter-than-hot shifter man she secretly loves is both. Well, I mean, just doesn't sound like the right guy for you, then, no, does he, really? It, she hates that, okay. Open so, and shut. Blake wants a curvaceous, gorgeous honey. I, I want to bet that she has honey-colored hair. I'm going to guess that she's got diabetes. <laughs> um, you said that BBW's like played a big part in this genre, right? Like there's a lot of like sexy, there was something more, that like, we were curvier looking at. ladies. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so he wants the curvaceous, gorgeous honey in his bed. Now, he's lusted, but not loved. Let's get that straight. After the luscious women for months... True, he looks like a bad boy biker mixed with a player. And yeah, he's broken a few things in her bar. But only because the guys were hitting on his girl. With no hope Ugh. of winning her over in sight, he does what any red-blooded were-hedgehog would do in his position. He lies. I... Red I'm, flag! Red flag! Red flag! I'm, I don't want to tar an entire group of people or supernatural entities with the same brush, but... Are we are we inferring from this that all were hedgehogs display this level of toxic masculinity, or I think it's just a there's a there's a huge trope of like because they're shift sh- shifters uh-huh. like like werewolf style like they're like there's always like an alpha and you know they mate for life and like they're always like super alpha male. So know? if you want to be more alpha, hedgehog. Go into the place of work where your supposed beau that you own uh, is is just doing her job to earn some money and just trash the place. Just, you know, make some property damage. And yeah, because then... you're in love with her and you don't want to be some kind of beta on her, but she doesn't like you. So you should sneak into her house as a hedgehog, <laughs> which is something that happens in this book. I found is it in the reviews. He... Do you know if he is the size of a man but resembles a hedgehog or if he actually turns into, like, a hedgehog? Why don't I show you the cover picture? Oh, and please do. I will put it on, um, on Instagram. our Instagram so that you too can see the beauty that is the were-hedgehog. Um, I was hoping for one of those, like, animorph style. Sure. Um, Full-size man mm-hmm. looking a little smaller and spikier and then eventually he's a little hedgehog. Yeah. Um, instead, I have hedging his bets. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and describe this for the listeners at home. Uh, so in the foreground, you have the typical... I mean, if you've looked at any kind of romance novel, it's like the the torso and a little bit of the face but not too much of the face of the guy and he's he's jacked and he's got a leather leather vest because nothing sexier than a leather vest and no shirt of course and then over his shoulder just a tiny hedgehog (laughs) just peeking out from behind his ripped muscles i mean i'm very i'm very conflicted if i were a woman uh or a, or a gentleman of a certain persuasion, I'd be very conflicted by that image because I'd be like, oh, yeah. And then like, oh, yeah, look at his little It's nose. not like the sweet spot for like, you know, like a, a hot guy with an arm full of puppies. 
Or like... Yeah, okay, like he's on one of those like sexy cute ca- uh, ca- uh, calendars where he's like a sexy, muscly man, but he's got a baby. And it looks like he's kind of breastfeeding the baby a little bit. I think I you're, like, you're thinking of something else. I'm thinking of some <laughs> different calendars that you don't want up in your kitchen. I don't know where to go from here. Um... <laughs> Maybe we should finish this show. Well, it's been an hour and a half of some really high quality uh, romance novels. Yep. If if you have read any of these romance novels, um, please let us know uh, that we're completely wrong and that they are like really well written books. Like we're not riffing on uh, like liking romance novels. There's nothing wrong with that. Like what you like. But we are riffing on the tropes and the fact that this is a book about a were-hedgehog. Yeah, this is... I mean, this would be like us going to town on the Transformers movies or the Fast and Furious movies as being big, dumb action blockbusters when, guess what? They're being sold as big, dumb action blockbusters. Um, If you are into... Tra- and we, we're calling this episode Trashy Romance Novels because I, I think even the authors who write these would be comfortable with them being labeled as trashy romance of the trashy romance genre. If you're into that kind of thing, then these are probably up your street. Hey, a book list. We curated this book list just for you. Yeah. We we looked at the synopses so that you didn't have to. Um, you could just dive right into it. <laughs> yeah, but for what they are, I'm sure that these are all really, really good. Probably really, really well written for for this. Well, they're certainly novels. Yep. <laughs> they're, certainly, they're certainly words on a page. Mm. All right. So uh, we hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please give us a like, give us a follow, and leave a review. This has been Enter the Rabbit Hole, as always, reminding you to... Um, if you are a delivery driver, you know, maybe... Don't, <laughs> don't be a fucking creep. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, read some more romance novels. They're kind of fun. I-, I enjoy a romance novel every now and again. Yeah. So reminding you to not use your position of authority to be a creep. and just... But if that's what you like to read about, then read about it. <laughs> yeah, and just read whatever the heck you like. All right, folks. Take care for now. Bye-bye. Ciao. Enter the Rabbit Hole is written and presented by William Grant and Alicia Palmer. The music was created by Glenn Marshall. More information and sources can be found in the episode description. You can email us at etrhthepod at gmail or follow us on Instagram at etrhthepod. Thanks for listening. Enter the rabbit hole.